Hello and welcome to the Team Poor Sport Week 3 Recap, Episode 4. My name is Mark, I'm your host. As always, I'm joined by our expert, Vince. What's going on today, Vince? Not much, doing great. How are you? Uh, feel good, man. Had a day off and uh, I don't feel great about my results this week, but I got someone with us that does feel great about their results this week. Mike's joining us today. How's it going today, Mike? Oh, it's going fantastic, you know, just leading it up with a good 3-0 and start this year. Man, it always feels good to uh, start off 3-0, and and I know both you guys are 3-0, and and here I am. <laughs> can't freaking get a win. Feels good. <laughs> well, you know, record is not everything, but it's pretty much the only thing at the end of this season, so I'm jealous. But we'll get to uh, – little bit about more on the recap but before we get into the recap I wanted to get a quick update for everyone on COVID and uh, we had you know the outbreak with Titans three players and them shutting down facilities so Vince can you give us a little update about what we're going to be doing as far as the league with everything COVID this week? Yeah so I mean pretty much everything came out today Uh, originally it was uh, eight players not players uh, eight people uh, within the Titans organization uh, they said it was like three players and five personnel people. Uh, I think ended up being five, or I'm sorry, three that uh, tested positive. So as of right now, you know, it all came out today, but it looks like the game is going to be played either Monday or Tuesday. It's basically going to be pretty much dependent on how many more positive tests throughout the week. Because uh, I believe each day there'll be They'll be testing these people to continue to see if they have positive results and, and all that stuff. As far as that fantasy spin, so it looks like either Monday or Tuesday, like I said, it's pretty tough because some of these websites that we play on, the major sites, they don't, they're not programmed to take into account uh, points on Tuesday. Um, so if the game is played Tuesday, uh, unless they can kind of uh, shoot by the hip and kind of make, make these, you know, back-end changes on their sites, you know, we got to figure out what we're going to do. I heard on Twitter somewhere, I wish I could give him credit, but they suggested that each team or each manager uh, has a backup player that they would want to play uh, before the one o'clock games on Sunday. So if the Steelers and the Titans played on Monday, um, it's able to, we're able to get those points. But if they played on Tuesday, we would have a backup player, you know, just in case if that game is played on Tuesday. So then that way uh, commissioners can swap out the player to whatever they named back up before the game started, um, which seems to be the best way as of right now. So as we get more information, uh, we are recording this Wednesday night. Like I said, everything kind of, you know, unfolded today. So it's still pretty early. We still got a couple of days to get more information, but as of right now, that's, that's kind of how we sit. Let's all be honest for a second here, though. We all knew coming into fantasy this year that it'd be crazy with COVID and everything. I feel like as a manager of your team, we got to be prepared to treat COVID like any injuries that if it happens to your team that week, you just got to be ready to replace that player. Yep. Mike, great point. I mean, we definitely want to, you know, everyone has to be treated the same way and we got to make sure that, you know, as long as we get those, you know, backup players in, if you have someone affected and, uh, that game to, you know, let me or Vince know who your backup player is uh, before the one o'clock game. So that way we can address that for you guys. 
All right. But hopefully the game plays on Monday and then we won't have to worry about it. All right. The results. So, <sighs> Vince, 3 0 beat Ryan at 1 and 2. Uh, Max went to 2 and 1, beat Sean in a thriller. And uh, Sean went to 0 and 3. Uh, Mike L uh, went to 3 and 0 and beat Mike P, who went to 1 and 2. Uh, Tim went to 2 and 1, beating Bill, went 1 to 2. And then uh, Jake and Kate uh, went to 2 and 1 and beat Mikey, who went to 1 and 2. And then George gets his first win after beating me, putting me to one and two. And uh, this is a this is a pretty bad bad beat story. And I didn't really want to jinx it the whole time, but I know Vince was looking at it. I went into the Monday night game of the Chiefs against the Ravens down ten points with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram, and I think that the website calculated me to be like a 99% like to lose. So I was pretty sure I was losing the game. Well, big duds for Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram. So long story short, towards the end of that drive, I believe I needed six yards from Clyde Edwards Hilaire or a catch for a yard. I couldn't get it done. Ended up by losing by half of a point. And it wasn't the only game that ended up like that. So definitely a crazy, another crazy week for fantasy. Uh, man. So, uh, last time I had you got I had Vince talk about the bad beat on Mike, but we're gonna do something different this time. We're gonna play a little fantasy feud. So, guys, you remember Family Feud, right? That terrible show, terrible game show. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I got three questions for you guys. Uh, top five for each one, and they'll get progressively more difficult. Okay, so the first one, and to ring in, just say your name. Uh, and so, so, so I, I can't say undefeated because we're both undefeated. Yeah, right. So you'd have to say, <laughs> you'd have to say like butt sniffer, and then Mike could say Mike. <laughs> right. um, no, I gotta say my name, not your name. <sighs> Slam. Got him. <laughs> Sick bird. All right. All right, so uh, first question. Top five scoring fantasy quarterbacks so far this season? All right, Vince. Michael. Vince was first. <laughs> Who's, who do you got? Josh Allen. Josh Allen is on the board. He's number two. So, Mike, you have a chance to steal. Do you have the number one answer? No cheating. Wait, what? Of course, That's Patrick not- Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is on the board, but he is not number one. So <sighs> you get to keep control. Patrick Mahomes is number three. So I thought I, I, thought I get to choose to, to play or pass. Uh, if you no, you have to have the top answer. You have to have the top answer. Oh, okay. Jeez. Anyway, Come on, dude. strikes to get the last three quarterbacks. So three, the top three fantasy quarterbacks. So far you got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at two and three. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is number one. All right. My next one is going to be Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is number four. Can you get the clean sweep, Vince? Yeah, I believe I can. All right, go ahead. I don't know if it's going to be on this one, but I will pick Cam Newton. Nope. That's one. 
All right. Mike, feel? Is that the, the music it makes? <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is correct. Boom! I took and it from Mike. Vince. Vince Let's couldn't go. even get it right. Number five quarterback, Kyler Murray. It's a big win there for Mike. All right, so the second question. The top five scoring tight ends so far this season. Ding. All right, Mike. Higby. Higby is on there. He's number four. That's he, That's him sucking your dick for saying a Rams player. All right, but he was on. He was on there. So can you give me someone that's higher than four, please? AJ Brown is number one. As a tight end. All right, he's not. Yeah. And so. Junius Smith. Okay, John. <laughs> Wait, you you said AJ Brown. I heard that right. I'm. Uh, that's an eh. So I'm like, it, the category is yours. Do you want to play or you want to pass? I'm gonna say play, but I don't think I can name all five. All right. Well, you're gonna do your best. Like I said, they're progressively okay. harder. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is not on the list. He just had one good game. Fuck. Yeah. Well, that means I'm out already, right? All right. Well, let's go to Vince to see if he can uh, get anybody. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is also not on the list. All right. Really? Uh, Michael, I'll pass it back to you. I'll give you guys both one more shot, see if you can keep going. Uh, I mean, I'm going to guess. Oh, um, no, he had one good game also. I'm going to guess. Kelsey? Kelsey's number one. Okay. He's number one. Um, Jared Cook? No, no, Gasecki. Gasecki. I'll say Gasecki. is number wow. five. Gasecki is number five. Okay. Um, fuck it. I'll go Jono Smith. Johnny Smith is number two. There's one more guy. Um, my last and final guess. I'm going to go with Jared Cook. You already said him, and it's still not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince, you can try to steal here. I'm going to say Hunter Henry. No, it's a no fan. So, eh, so you don't win. I win that one. All right. So the last one. That's not how that works. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Okay, anyway, so, um, yeah, it's not how it works. You're right. So Mike wins that one. Uh, top scores. So Mike won all of them. So I guess we don't need to do a third one, but you guys want to do one more or no? Yeah, yeah sure. let's do it. All right. So top scores through week three, non-quarterback. Non-quarterback. Um, okay, I'll take it. All right, Mike. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is number two. Vince, do you have the number one player? Hold on. Let me think. Uh, could be anybody. He could even be on my team. Uh, I could guess. have met that two different ways. I'm going to guess Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is number one. Top scorer in fantasy right now. All right, Vince. 
Can you list the next three? I believe that I can. Okay. <laughs> totally not killing time. Um, Derek Henry. Nope. Man, I'm trying to think here. Um, yeah, like I, I'm thinking of guys that like blew up in a week, but like total is tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm. All right, that's two strikes. That's Calvin how Ridley. Calvin Ridley is number three. Nicely done. All right, only like eight more to go. Perfect, perfect. Okay. <laughs> you said non-quarterback? Non-quarterback. So either a running back, tight end. Keenan Allen. Uh, you're out. Not a chance. Mike, chance to steal. I'll give you a hint, Mike. One of them is on your team. Yeah, I was going to say, um, um, highest score is on my team? Oh, duh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you suck. Isn't Dalvin Do- on your team? I'm sorry? Isn't Dalvin Cook on your team? He's really one of the highest scorers? He's number four. Oh, wow. Oh, he has him in both leagues. I was going to say, I think he has him in the other league that we're in, but, yeah, I think he has him in both. No, I have him in both, yeah. And number five was uh, Tyler Lockett, who obviously attached to Russell Wilson has been. Yeah, obviously had to blow up game this past week, but I didn't realize that um, he was consistent with the first two weeks. Well, when your quarterback there is 14 touchdowns in the first three weeks, you're going to have some big days. All right, so that was so. Let's get on to the uh, we're cap the first game. So let's just rip off the band aid. So George beat me. Russell Wilson, I mean, making his case for MVP, 315 yards, five touchdowns. Like I said, already 14 touchdowns uh, throughout the season. I mean, wow. Mark Ingram, a huge dud. Like I said. Three points, you know, Mark Andrews, huge dud. But Mark Ingram, it did, just didn't seem like – I know you guys definitely watched that Monday night game. It just didn't seem like he was himself or he's just not getting used like we thought he might. Guys, you have opinions on uh, Mark Ingram, uh, Vince? I mean, it's hard to judge on that game because the Chiefs just dominated that game overall, which people are, you know, get jumping on Lamar Jackson – you know, not being as good and blah, blah, blah. I don't care who is facing that team. Nobody would have done well. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson is still getting better. Um, as far as Mark Ingram, it's it's kind of like a weird team as far as, like, every position because they kind of rotate and have very specific roles for each player, regardless of position, including the running backs. And I wish I could remember it or I wish I wrote it down. But basically, they talked about how they use Mark Ingram in certain situations. Um, obviously, J.K. Dobbins, the rookie, um, coming in on certain situations. And then also Gus Edwards. Um, Gus Edwards uh, was playing a little bit more snaps and looked pretty good. As far as Ingram himself, he didn't really – I mean, he's an older back. He seemed kind of sluggish. Don't know how long he is, quote-unquote, the starter. You know, that's why everybody was so high on J.K. Dobbins eventually kind of taking over that backfield. But uh, so 32% of the snaps in week three, uh, averaging 36% uh, in the first three weeks. I mean, it's 
it's hard to get fantasy production when you're when you're not on the field that much. He was only on the field for 18 out of 56 snaps. Yeah, the opportunity is not not really there. It's really not there. What about you, uh, Mike? Are you taking J.K. Dobbins or uh, Mark Ingram rest of the season? I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback off what Vince said real quick. They played the freaking defending Super Bowl champions who – not only are they the Super Bowl champions, but they're on fire right now. Like, essentially, no one could stop them. Um, that being said, me personally, I'm a Mark Ingram fan. It's only week three. Give the guy a chance to get going. I think he's definitely going to come back and bounce back just like he did last year and be a solid 20, 25-point running back every week for you. Yeah, but last year it felt like a lot of his games were – you know, big touchdown games. I felt like he'd have multiple games where he'd have multiple touchdowns inside the green zone. And he wasn't really, he was more of an opportunistic running back versus now you're going to be asking him to get you like chunk plays. And I don't I just don't see it guys. I just don't see it. Uh, moving on. Tyler Boyd, he is awesome. Um, and really, I think he might be a top 15 wide receiver going forward. He definitely looks like the best wide receiver in Cincinnati. Vince, you agree? So I know on draft season, Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green were pretty much being drafted at the same spot, just with the uncertainty of A.J. Green. Boyd has has looked really good. Uh, obviously, is has really good chemistry with Burrow already. Uh, A.J. Green, I'm still – it's hard to say because, like, it's still early, even though three weeks have been played. Um, I'm still – optimistic about that but as far as Boyd uh he's been looking good so last week's stats he had 10 catches uh on 125 yards uh no receiving touchdown but you know when you're getting that that sort of volume 13 targets I mean I know it was kind of like a, a shit show and you know kind of like a shootout against the Eagles but you know the week before against Cleveland you know seven catches 72 yards and a touchdown on eight targets Definitely getting the opportunity there. So definitely like that, that Boyd play. Yep, Boyd seems awesome. Um, but, man, the injuries are really piling up for George. Uh, looks like he lost uh, Chris Godwin to, a, uh, you know, another hamstring. You know, it's hamstring here. And then uh, Deshaun Jackson also left the game. So, man, George, in injuries really piling up. And then Mark Andrews, like I mentioned earlier in the recap, I mean – Eight targets, only three receptions, 22 yards. You know, dropped a clear touchdown in the end zone uh, that I would think on almost any day he should have came down with that. And, you know, maybe he's not the guy. But, I mean, eight targets from Lamar Jackson seems pretty good. Mike, I uh, just wanted to ask, what's your opinion on Mark Andrews? He's the man, period. Um, they had a terrible week. Everyone on that team looked terrible. There was not a single player on that team that you were like, wow, they looked really good. Give them this week to bounce back and to show them that they still are Super Bowl contenders to be playing. And Mark Andrews still has some of the greatest hands in the NFL, and he will still be Lamar Jackson's best friend. Yeah, no doubt. He definitely is uh, Lamar Jackson's best friend out there. He targets him a ton. Vince, what do you think? Mark Andrews in the same boat? Top yeah, five. yeah, top five for sure. I think maybe even top three, uh, just with you know injuries and that kind of thing. I mean, he saw eight targets last week, only caught three of them. 
give me a tight end with a ton of targets. I mean, I kind of talked about it with Logan Thomas. I mean, that's what you want is those target opportunities for a tight end. But, yeah, only caught three of them. Like we've been saying, you know, it was kind of like an off game against, you know, Kansas City, but definitely on, on Mark Andrews still. It just goes to show you, like we were talking earlier about the top five tight ends. I mean, Travis Kelsey, John Smith, no fan, Tyler Higby, Mike Kosecki. And basically none of these guys were pretty much drafted to be starters besides uh, Kelsey and Higby. Just goes to show you, uh, you know, the targets, you know, hopefully the targets lead to opportunity and fantasy, fantasy points. But so far, uh, not the case for Mark Andrews. All right. Let's all be honest. Higby was uh, drafted for one reason and one reason only because, uh, you know, our host over here is a, a big Rams fan. I do love the Rams. And uh, I did. I have uh, been trying to trade for a tight end. Uh, so anyone out there wants to trade, I'm happily. <laughs> Give me a call later on. But I would definitely love to upgrade a tight end. Um, he's still been super efficient. Yep. I mean, it's obviously much- on a per target basis. He's been awesome. And he runs a ton of routes. I'm not, I'm not like, I look at that and say, I have a top three tight end. Right. No, for sure. Guess what? I mean, all of that production came in one game, but I, I watched the Rams and McVay's a mastermind. He's going to take you apart. However he can last week was Robert Woods and Cooper cup and Daryl Henderson. Like you never know who's going to be, it's going to be like, Bill Belichick the last few years, you're just going to be infuriated and feel like bad starting most of these guys. I, I'm not mad rolling out Tyler Higby, so uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray, 270 yards, uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions uh, in the air, and then another, uh, you know, 29 on the ground, you know, four rushing touchdowns so far this season. I still believe in him. I still think he can be the MVP. You got Carolina and the Jets in the next two weeks. So, I mean, I think really sky's the limit for Kyler Murray and uh, Kenny and Drake. Um, but speaking of Kenny and Drake, my running back's really disappointed. I just expected a little bit more, but I think really what it is is I just managed poorly and left, you know, I left James Robinson on the bench. It feels like uh, I'm seeing an Arian Foster breakout here, guys. Uh, I'm not sure how much you guys have been paying attention to James Robinson. I know both the leagues that were, and I have them. Definitely feels like Aaron Foster breakout, guys. Uh, Vince, do you have an opinion on him? When the season was kind of wrapping up is is when his name, you know, kind of came into fruition there. Uh, Honestly, I didn't know much about him when they were kind of talking about him when Reichwell Armstead won on COVID. Saw a little bit of tape. I didn't really see, like – much there you know he was undrafted I just didn't honestly I didn't see it um and it's a miss on my part because I look at him now and he's just putting up historical numbers um and I think he continues to do that you know even though he played you know Miami last week he had Tennessee before but I mean he's getting uh he had 11 carries on 46 yards and two touchdowns the Jaguars are better than what people thought and I think they're going to be able to get close to the end zone, which is going to give him that opportunity. But here's the big thing. He caught six passes for 83 <laughs> yards on six targets. Like, that's what makes him insane. But, yeah, I mean, four targets the week before. So I think they're, they're, going, to, they're going to continue to ramp him up. And I think he's going to be a big part of that offense, take some, some pressure off Minshew. 
Yeah, you definitely saw like them being behind on Miami. I mean, game scripted, couldn't even take them off the field, right? Because they're talking about the superior catching back. But when they're in the hurry up and they're in the red zone, I mean, Robinson was the one in there. So you feel good about him. Um, but yeah, if I started him, maybe I win this week. Uh, but I didn't, and I left my most of my points on the bench. So that sucked. He's um, got great matchups. Uh, so this <laughs> week has Bengals, next week has Texans, and the week after that he has the Lions. Both, yep. or all three on the bottom half of uh, points against running backs, which is still a noisy stat because it's only been three weeks, but, you know, it's still a pretty good thing to look at. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing to, you know, think about. You get the matchups or everything, right? Especially when you're making those tough calls. When you have four running backs that are awesome, and you have to put one on the bench every week. Uh, that's why I try to trade one. I lost Deontay Johnson to concussion. Uh, which sucked, and I don't know if he'll be out for long, but he didn't even give me uh, 10 yards, uh, so that was rough. And then uh, DJ Moore, uh, the season's just not looking great. I mean, if you look at the numbers, I mean, he leads Carolina in air yards, and he really looks like he's been more of like a, almost a downfield threat. I thought that was going to be more of what we saw from uh, uh, Robbie Anderson. But it hasn't really been the case. I mean, two uh, receptions on four targets for 65 yards. Mike, uh, do I need to panic on DJ Moore? Yeah, you do. Um, and unfortunately, I say that not because of DJ Moore. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. But Carolina's one skeptic that they had in the NFL was Christian McCaffrey, and he's gone. So – the only other weapon that they have is DJ Moore and he's going to get double team. He's going to get the best matchup on him every single week. And I see him being in a seven to 12 point weekly wide receiver. Eek. Vince, your take on DJ Moore. Uh, I think he's fine. Uh, we saw Mike Davis pretty much get implemented in that Christian McCaffrey role. Uh, they still have Robbie Anderson, who's kind of a PPR guy. Curtis Samuel, who they try and use in different ways. So I think there's enough there. Uh, and then Ian Thomas at tight end. I'm trying to look it up now. Uh, I haven't done too much uh, into last week. Uh, only four targets, uh, two catches. I mean, week two, he had 13 targets, eight catches. So, I mean, we've seen it before, which definitely helps. I'm still optimistic on DJ Moore. He's still, he's still a great talent. I did actually, um, I watched film on him uh, a little bit because I had a class where I had to watch Curtis Samuel and he just, he pops up no matter what player you're watching on the field, he always pops up. So I'm still a big fan of, of uh, DJ Moore. All right. Cross my fingers because I am a big believer. Uh, Vince beat Ryan. So. Congratulations, Vince. It looked like a toughie. Um, Josh Allen, 311 yards. It's, you know, again, going over 300 yards. Five touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. This Josh Allen just looks unstoppable, Vince. Uh, and then your Alvin Kamara. I mean, we mentioned uh, the high-scoring fantasy player in our league through three weeks. 58 rushing yards. 14 targets. 13 receptions, 139 in the air, two touchdowns. 
the guy is he looks like he like moves in like slow-mo on the matrix like doing these like jump steps that we saw Lamar Jackson doing last year I was like oh my god his like stop and go his acceleration is incredible Vince I'm jealous man I wish I had Alvin Kamara yeah, I mean, everybody was kind of down on him because of the whole injury last year. Um, I knew that if I got a healthy Kamara, the sky was the limit with the catches. You know, when we talk about those those top backs uh, at draft season, he was he was up there uh, projected for about 70 to 80 catches. I think he had 74 the past two or three years, like exactly. Do I think it continues at the pace that it's going to? Absolutely not. Um, but I'm sure as hell enjoying the ride. <laughs> yep, and uh, you're also getting some great play from your wide receivers. I mean, paired with your Calvin Ridley, Alvin, Allen Robinson this week, uh, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 123 yards and a touch. And you just got to think with, uh, with Chicago go with Nick Foles over Mitch Trubisky that there might be an opportunity for Allen Robinson to be even better. Um, and you know, they lost Tariq Cohen. So there's definitely some moves being made in Chicago and Mike, I know you're a big bears fan. What's your opinion on Nick Foles? All right. I'm going to do a little disclaimer real quick. If you're under the age of 18, please stop uh, listening for the next 15 seconds, but big dick Nick, dude, like I can't express it enough, man. Um, I don't hate on Trubisky think he's a, has the potential to be a wonderful quarterback in the NFL, but the guy played 10 college football games, 10, didn't play four years, didn't play two years. He played one year and didn't even finish a whole season. He needs someone to show him the ropes. Is that Nick Foles? Maybe. Is it not Nick Foles? Maybe. But Nick Foles was the Super Bowl MVP not too long ago. So let's see if Nick Foles could teach the young kid Trubisky how to throw the football. And what it does for Allen Robinson, oh, my God. I mean, Vince and I have talked about this for at least the past three years, how underrated Allen Robinson is, is because every single year he has someone trash throwing him the ball. He should be top, I don't know, five wide receiver in the league, but he's not because no one's throwing him the ball. Wait, are you trying to say that Blake Bortles isn't a good quarterback? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say I some of the practice videos of Alan Robinson in Jacksonville just like watching Blake Bortles miss him by like 100 feet and Robinson like breaking on an out round cutting and like turning around putting his arms up and be like why so yeah it's probably pretty exciting to have like the hot sweatiest garbage quarterbacks like your whole career uh, that haven't been able to hit the you know hit anybody uh, to have a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl and can give you a little bit of, uh, you know. I mean, Vince is definitely. I'll tell you the, that much. He's a winner. So yeah, I, Vince is more of a statistic guy than I am, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I saw that Allen Robinson had 13 targets in the second half from Nick Foles alone. So I might be spewing that out of my tuchus, but um, I'm pretty sure – Trubisky hasn't even targeted Allen Robinson 13 times in an entire game ever. So I don't have those numbers uh, right now, uh, but I do know that um, he was catching 100% of his targets that were catchable. So there is a stat where it's catchable targets versus not. 
Um, and I think that was why Trubisky was on such a short leash is the team was seeing that, you know, he just couldn't get Allen Robinson the ball. Like when he threw it anywhere near him, he was catching it. But I think that's why they're going with Foles. I mean, they're two different quarterbacks. Um, you know, Trubisky is more of a runner. Foles is more of a pocket passer type of thing. Um, more accurate, you know, previous Super Bowl champion. Um, so I think they've, they've realized that, you know, after, you know, seeing the first two weeks with Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on uh, Trubisky being on the Bears next year. Uh, I think if they wanted him, they would have, you know, picked up that fifth-year option. They don't want him. He's gone. Um, Ryan continues to be decimated by injury. I mean – he picked up McKinnon for Mostert, who we had on the IR, and now McKinnon's hurt, left the game, you know, after having a pretty good day. And then he had, you know, Dallas Goddard, who left the game after just one catch on one target for seven yards. Oh, my gosh, San Francisco. Uh, Vince, Mike, do you guys think that San Francisco will make the playoffs after all these injuries? Absolutely. I mean, I know it was the Giants, but they just beat – a National Football League team with pretty much their practice squad. Um, Nick Mullins at quarterback. Uh, Garoppolo is still out. You know, Mullins isn't as bad as, you know, people think. Uh, I know Matt Miller, um, very, very uh, prestigious college scout, uh, scouts a lot of players and that type of thing. Not a fan of Garoppolo, but loves Nick Mullins. It looks like they're getting Kittle back this week, uh, just practiced in full today. Uh, they're getting some pieces back on the defense that were injured because they've just been completely decimated with injuries and they're still rolling with wins. So absolutely, I think they still keep it going because they're getting all the, their best guys back. Yeah, but they're playing that NFC West and that's a tough division to win in. Mike, what do you think? you think San Francisco makes the playoffs? It's a tough one to say. I mean – Losing Nick Bosa for the year, I mean, is a ginormous hit for their defense, which obviously their defense was debatably the best defense in the league last year. Um, but that being said, on the flip side, Vince does have some great points. They they beat an NFL football team with their practice squad. I mean, second string quarterback, third and fourth string tight ends, fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receiver. Like, where do you, where do you stop? Like, they literally had nobody, and they still won. I, and they're getting Kittle back most likely this week. Most hurts coming back most likely this week. So I just think that with all their – they're still winning with their B squad or C squad, and they're getting all their team back. I, I, I think it's very unlikely that they don't make the playoffs. I think that they're really well coached and uh, don't, don't think that that second, third string team includes that offensive line, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, San Francisco's offensive line has been very, very good the last two years. Uh, moving on, um, Austin Eckler. Man, awesome, awesome again. 59 on the ground, 11 receptions on 11 targets, 84 yards at a touchdown. I mean, I don't think we ever see Tyrod Taylor again. Uh, Vince, do you think we see Tyrod Taylor again this season? Tyrod, sorry, Tyrod. No, it's definitely Herbert's team. Uh, I mean, we kind of saw that pretty much as soon as he stepped in. Um, 
I mean, I kind of like Tyrod Taylor, but it's just he's just. I mean, this this same exact thing happened in Cleveland. I'm I'm pretty sure it was like week three, two. Like it was the same number of weeks he lasted, which was like two or three weeks. Uh, the same thing happened to him again, but I didn't. I was more optimistic on him. Everyone was saying, you know, oh, he makes it maybe a month or so. I thought he was going to start at least half the season. He did not last as long as I thought, but it's definitely Herbert's team going forward. Yep. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Herbert or Tyrod? Yeah, I definitely don't disagree with Vince there. I mean, Herbert, as a rookie, has been playing phenomenally, um, especially what he's been doing with Austin Eckler. I've been on a high, high, high fan of Eckler for this is the first year in four years he hasn't been on my team. So they're great connection already and doing big things. So we'll see where Tarod lands. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I'm sure he'll probably be in in Los Angeles for the rest of the season, but barring injury, I can't imagine them going back to him. Uh, Max beat Sean, and I mean, Dak, I don't know if you guys are watching the end of that Monday night game, but uh, I know that Monday morning I was talking to Sean, and he was pretty confident that he had won. Um, I believe he was up by 44 points with just Patrick Mahomes to play for Max, and of course Patrick Mahomes finished with 45 points, uh, 385 yards, five touchdowns, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that touchdown to Eric Fisher freaking needled me by not being to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but wow, Patrick Mahomes was the real deal, guys, and showed everyone on Monday night uh, that he's the best player in the NFL, and I think he showed it on his hands, right? He counted to four because he was four on NFL 100. Uh, guys, Pat Mahomes, number one or number four? Without a doubt, number one. There's no player in the league, in my personal opinion, that is as entertaining, as athletic, and doing as big as of things as he's doing. What is he, 23 years old? Like, he's a rock star. Yep, definitely agree. Vince, what do you think? Pat Mahomes, best player in the NFL? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and we're going to see a lot of it. We're going to see it for the next 10 years. Um, so this is just the beginning. He's only getting better. Um, going into Monday night, he's just one of those guys. You could be up 50 points, and if you're playing against them, that game's still up in the air. Uh, whereas other players, you know, you, you, you pretty much think, like, you know, it's never definite, but when it's Patrick Mahomes, you don't know until the game clock hits zero. I mean, I think if you had checked any websites, uh, power rankings going into that week, it would have had Baltimore listed as number one uh, because of they were the most complete team because of how good their defense was. And uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes just, like, picked them apart. And Patrick Mahomes making those throws that only he can make. I mean, the deep touchdowns, just like, you know, wide receivers just get behind people. And only Tyree Kell and Nicole Hardman can do those kinds of things. It's like, man, I mean, Andy Reid's still coaching and looking great. And Patrick Mahomes is, yep, I agree, the best – quarterback of our generation probably and uh might be the best player in the nfl i mean i'm very partial to aaron donald but patrick mahomes is quite good um cooper cup speaking of the rams cooper cup um 
you know, he definitely looked good, uh, nine on 10 uh, for the 107 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, you know, it was a big Cooper Cup, Robert Woods week. Uh, definitely attacked underneath. And uh, Cooper Cup looked really good. And I believe he's one of the highest ranked wide receivers through three weeks uh, on PFF. Uh, but man, what the heck, Max? Started Devonta Freeman fresh off the street, not a single carry. Uh, got him a whole one point. Uh, Vince, <laughs> shady start. What do you think? <laughs> so I want to go back to a point that you made before about Aaron Donald. Um, you know, hundred percent, I'm a hater. But Aaron Donald is better at his position than any other player is at their position. It's unreal. Just hands down. So just had to say that. Yeah, definitely a shady start. Um, Devontae Freeman was on the street for a very long time for a reason. And regardless of what team you're going to, it wasn't, it was what, two, three days he was on the team. Like there's no way you can, even if you know the offense and that kind of thing, there's no way I'm starting a player freshly signed off the street, especially uh, Devontae Freeman. Incredible. And he did the same thing last week where he started Muhammad Sanu after picking him up, got him zero points. <laughs> it's just like he's trying to catch fire. Like, oh, man, Max, the shady, bro. <laughs> it's shady. Oh, man, silly. Uh, so where were we? Sean. Uh, man, he did have some bright spots, though. His wide receivers are looking awesome. Uh, Tyler Lockett, we mentioned, uh, 13 receptions on 19 targets, 132 yards and a touchdown. 19 targets from Russell Wilson. I mean, come on. I know we talked about the mind meld the last couple weeks, but, geez, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett look really tough to stop. Like anyone stopping Seattle, I know you don't think so. Whoever, whatever wide receivers on that team, pick them up. You want them. When Russell Wilson's doing what he's doing right now on the football field, it wouldn't even be a stretch to take the fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receiver. Like, just pick them up. Russell Wilson's killing the game. Yep. Uh, DK Metcalf, I mean, I know I saw him and uh, Tyler Lockett, I believe, are both uh, in the top ten as far as fantasy points so far this season, so. Russell Wilson looking MVP-ish. Uh, and then, you know, Sean also picked up Mike Davis from Carolina, and we mentioned it earlier. Vince mentioned how uh, effective he was. I mean, 46 on the ground, uh, eight receptions on nine targets, 45 yards in the touchdown. I mean, really, really what you would have expected from Christian McCaffrey. I mean, obviously didn't have the rushing total that you would get from McCaffrey, but, I mean, definitely using the passing game. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater looked for him a lot. And I expect McDavis to have value as long as Christian McCaffrey's out. Uh, Vince, I'm assuming you feel the same way. Yeah, so I was actually drafting Mike Davis a lot last year, um, not believing in David Montgomery when he was on Chicago. Um, didn't really do much in Chicago. Did not see this from Mike Davis in Carolina. Did not think he would just step into the role. Uh, of Christian McCaffrey. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to work for him. Uh, we'll see how long Christian McCaffrey's out because uh, it's not like Mike Davis is taking his job. But until he gets there, uh, until he gets back, I, he's going to be a solid start every week. 
Yep. And then we saw uh, Sean also had a nice beat the waiver wire pickup. Uh, Justin Jefferson on his bench. I mean, didn't start him, but uh, seven receptions on nine targets, 175 yards and a touchdown. And I know that I wasn't the only one that went, is this guy available in my league? And uh, checked and saw that Justin Jefferson uh, was not available. Mike, did you check to see if Justin Jefferson was available? You know, the problem is, Mark, when you're 3-0, and you kind of can't get the best uh, waiver wire availability. So can't even look for him sometimes when you're just on top like we are up in here over here in Florida. Well, that's so great. And as long as the season doesn't stop now, uh, you guys can consider yourself 3-0 champions. And you can do a little <laughs> around your house and wear whatever you want and, like, celebrate each other, you know, because it really is a – a great accomplishment, guys. So continue <laughs> be three and zero, and I'll continue to be in your uh, in your uh, rearview mirror, waving, at, hoping that I get some dubs. <laughs> um, Jake and Kate uh, beat Mikey, and man, I mean, one of the biggest things that I've seen so far this year is how good the Colts fantasy DST has been. Uh, it has been the number one DST through uh, three weeks. Um, this week they had two touchdowns, three interceptions, two sacks. So Vince might get this throughout the season, the Colts fantasy DST. If you started them week one, two, and three had more points than Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, and Derrick Henry. (laughs) I mean, that's a league winning defense guys. Uh, what do you think? Is the Colt defense real? For sure. Um, this is kind of a defense that I was looking at, um, during draft season. So, um, I mean, we talk about it, like I'm more of a streamer, but, uh, the Colts were one of those teams where, uh, I was not going to be surprised if they are just, you know, an every week starter. I mean, they weren't, they're not like the Patriots were last year. Um, but you know, you definitely feel good about starting them. Pretty much there's no defense that ever repeats. So if they're like a, a top defense one year, they're never the same one. It's always it's usually one at the top. But I think it's it's gonna be the Colts this year. Yeah, the Colts defense does look really, really good. And I mean Jim Ursay's done a fantastic job uh, acquiring draft picks and getting great talent through the draft. And that team has a ton of draft capital and a ton of money. And the Colts are going to be good for a very long time, in my opinion. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, Jake and Kate also benched A.J. Green. Um, and I I was skeptical going into the week when I saw him on the bench. And I know that I talked a lot about A.J. Green, someone that I still feel okay about um, after having 13 targets last week and only catching three of them. Um, but this week, benched, and rightfully so, uh, five receptions on six targets – uh, and just 36 yards. And, man, A.J. Green just does not look like the same guy. Um, so what do you guys think? Pretty good move. Would you have made that move of benching A.J. Green this week, Mike? You know, to be honest, I don't know if I would have even made the move of drafting A.J. Green. Um, he had an entire year of not playing football in the NFL. I mean, he was probably working out, trying to stay in shape, but – in my personal opinion, it's going to take him at least half the season just to get to maybe half the caliber of A.J. Green. 
But then playing devil's advocate, I think, Vince, please uh, fact check me. Joe Burrow threw the ball 61 times last week. Yeah, week two. Yeah, week two. Week, week, week two, 61 times. I mean, at the end of the day, someone's got to catch the ball at, at 61 times. So would I have benched him? Yes. Would I have drafted him? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll draft anyone at the right price. Um, <laughs> Vince, what's your opinion on A.J. Green? Yeah, I'm still optimistic. Um, yeah, looking it up now, 61 times against uh, Cleveland, uh, only 44 attempts against Philadelphia. It was such a weird game, to be honest. Um, I thought it would be a shootout uh, because both defenses are really, really bad. Um yeah, so like you said, he had six targets, five catches, 36 yards. Not great. Uh, played 76% of the snaps. Uh, we saw, I believe, T. Higgins got caught two touchdowns, um, the rookie. So I think it's going to take time. He still looks good. He's still getting open. I'm still optimistic. Would I have played him looking at the lineup? I might have. Um it's hard to say. I don't know where I had Robbie Anderson at. Um, I might have played green over Anderson uh, or possibly in the flex. Um, hard to say. I probably would have, to be honest, and I probably would have got burned. But um, just because, like, just looking at their team and what my options were, basically, like, just playing that situation. Um, but, I mean, you can't – he's going to – if he does blow up, you're going to miss that week. But if he does blow up, you'll know that you'll have a, a good starter rest of the season. Yep. I still am on board. 13 targets. So it was only a week ago. It's not so far in the rearview mirror for me. So I agree. Uh, and then you talked about you could put A.J. Green in the flex. Instead, they went with two tight ends starting Jordan Reed and, El and uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, Jordan Reed, uh, two catches on six targets for 23 yards. And Evan Ingram, three catches on five targets for 22 yards. Just dreadful. And two tight ends in the same lineup. <laughs> um, well, Jordan Reed wasn't even playing that many snaps. Um, and I believe he caught like two touchdowns in week two. Um, I know this because I was considering playing him in DFS. And a report came out late Sunday during week two saying he might only play like 10 snaps. Like he's not going to get the George Kittle, you know, number, number of plays. Uh, week three, he got hurt, uh, so I won't count him with that. But week two, he played 45% of the snaps, so only 28 snaps. Uh, I don't know how many of those were route run, um, but he had eight targets. Uh, I think he didn't play much more than those um, and got two touchdowns on seven catches. Uh, it was just, like, really fluky. Um, and then we see him get hurt again. Jordan Reed, it was just a matter of time. Yeah, Jordan Reed. His brain has to be like a bunch of scrambled eggs in there. Like, I have to think that it's just like half pudding, half scrambled eggs because he is has so many concussions. Uh, Mikey, uh, catch the, you know, catching the L, but still had Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, still the best head in fantasy. I mean, just had to post a modest, you know, six catches on seven targets for 83 yards. And... You know, that's all it really took. 
<laughs> uh, to be a top guy. And I mean, I really think that, you know, Travis Kelsey is just going to be the best tight end the rest of the season. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind on that. Uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, what a shady combination to have on the same team. And really, man, I'm fading the Cleveland wide receivers and the whole passing offense. I mean, Beckham, four catches on six targets, 59 yards. Landry, four on four targets, 36 yards. Having two guys on the same team that do this, this kind of production, can't get the end zone. Ugh, no thank you. Mike, what's your opinion on the Cleveland pass catchers? Garbage, garbage, garbage. I mean, you're talking about debatably two of the biggest hothead wide receivers in the NFL that love to talk all the smack that they're the greatest thing in the world. Well, if they're only throwing the ball to you six and four times, it's because you guys aren't really that good. Nick Chubb will do what he has to do. Kareem Hunt will do what he has to do. The wide receivers on the Cleveland Browns just look like doo-doo. No other way to put it. Yep. It is a running, it is a running team for sure. Vince, uh, what about you? What's your opinion on the Cleveland pass catchers? Yeah, I mean, we kind of knew it going into the year that they would be run heavy, running a lot of 12 personnel, you know, two tight end sets. Uh, not going to be a lot of targets as far as um, wide receivers go. But, yeah, I mean, we saw Odell not have a good year last year. It was hard to say why because he was pretty much playing through injury the whole year. Um, new team, um, so we know that wide receivers on new teams usually don't produce, you know, tie it in with the injury, you know. So a lot of people were higher on Beckham than probably they should have been, and, you know, we're kind of seeing it come to light with, yeah, there's not that many targets for the wide receivers here. As great of wide receivers as Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are, um, because they are amazing talents. There's just, I mean, we see it every week. I mean, you can start Kareem Hunt, you can start Nick Chubb. It doesn't matter. Like, you can just start either one of those running backs and be completely fine. Yeah, if you had uh, drafted both of those guys and started them every week, I think you'd be okay. And I don't think there was any ever a time where we thought that you could just start both of them, just slam dunk. I mean, I know we saw the upside with Hunt, but man, they've been awesome. Uh, Mikey, still, I mean, rostering three quarterbacks. I mean, what is he thinking, guys? I mean, he's rostering Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Kirk Cousins. I mean, <laughs> I like to have backups at every position because of COVID, right? Well, that was definitely something that I was thinking about um, in every league, was just have a backup at every position if possible. Um, but three quarterbacks, Vince, you got three quarterbacks on any of your teams? I'm in a super flex. And oh, okay. Actually, <laughs> so I'm in a su- yeah. So I'm okay, in a super non-super flex. flex. Yeah. So I'm in a um, no. I okay. believe I have one. I mean, I have Josh Allen in every league, so I only need one. Uh, 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 uh. He has very been, true. He has been good. That was like me having Lamar Jackson in every league last year. It felt so good. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, here's the problem. Even if you have the three best quarterbacks in the league you could only play one quarterback so you're going to shoot yourself in the foot every single week trying to figure out which one you want to start so why would you ever have three quarterbacks on your team it just baffles me yep 
<laughs> Kirk Cousins, I thought I thought he got cut last week. He got picked back up. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because uh, didn't didn't Tim cut him last week on the last show? Vince, we talked. Yeah, he he even announced it on the podcast <laughs> as, as he was doing it. Uh, Mikey, you need to be listening, man. Don't just subscribe. You gotta listen. Um. All right, moving on. Uh, Mike L, victorious, three zero, beat Mike P. I mean, and we talked a little bit about uh, Dalvin Cook, and he was just dominant. 181 yards on the ground. Uh, he added, you know, two receptions on five targets for another 18 yards. You know, a bunch of dump offs and a touchdown. And if he stays healthy, he's a top five running back rest of the season. Uh, Mike, you feel good about Dalvin Cook rest of the season? Yeah, you know, being a huge Bears fan, it's kind of hard to draft Dalvin Cook in not one but two different leagues. But I just felt pretty high on him. He's The key for Dalvin Cook is one and one thing only, unfortunately. He's made of glass, and he needs to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he'll be top three uh, Sorry, running back this year. If he doesn't, obviously he can't be a top-tier guy. Definitely agree with you on that. I was just wondering, do you have uh, his backup, Madison? No, I guess not. Just curious. I do not, yeah. <laughs> but I do have sure. Alvin Kamara's backup. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then DeAndre Hopkins for you continues to be dominant. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you can definitely tell me how you think about DeAndre Hopkins after, you know, the first episode where I kind of dogged you for picking D-Hop. And then he's thrown that in my face the past three weeks. Uh, this week with a stat line of uh, 10 receptions on 12 targets, 137 yards. Callum Murray loves the guy. Uh, tell me how much you love the guy, Mike. Man, I've been talking about the Arizona Cardinals ever since they got this guy. I was actually talking to Vince yesterday, I believe, that I've never had a second favorite team. It's always been the Bears, no one but the Bears. This is the first year I could truly say I love watching the Arizona Cardinals play between Murray and Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Hopkins and now Isabella. It's just like, where do they even begin? I mean, I watched a replay of DeAndre Hopkins standing in the corner, waving his hands up and down because there was no one even near him. You, if you can't even cover the guy, let alone defend the guy. Yeah, he's an incredible talent. And, uh, Apparently, he's a good agent, too, because he negotiated his own contract and it ended up being a good one. So, nicely done, DeAndre Hopkins. Got paid, and it's uh, going to be a Cardinal for a little while, right? Four years, Fence? Is that how long he was locked up for? Uh, I don't remember the details, but, yeah. Um, so, he was still on the contract uh, that he had with Houston, and then before the season started, they renegotiated because they knew for sure once they got him in the building. I mean, I'm sure they, they knew before, but, you know, once they got him in the building that they want um, they want him around long term. Yeah, he's a hey, great trade for David Johnson. What do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Dave so, is still looking really, really good, right? Well, I think um, <laughs> I think that he, uh, Bill O'Brien, was just like forced. He like, I knew he was going to force feed him, um, just to prove that you know it wasn't as bad of a trade, uh, and we're kind of seeing that. 
Uh, we'll just see how long that David Johnson lasts. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a two-year extension, so I guess they got him locked up for the next three years. Um, but yeah, that's an exciting player and uh, definitely the best wide receiver in the NFL. Gosh, he's so, so good. Um, Mike Evans, also for Mike, uh, two catches on for four, on four targets, two yards, two touchdowns. That's two one-yard touchdown catches for Mike Evans this week. <laughs> so, that's three one-yard touchdown catches for the season because he had <laughs> the uh, week one, he had one, one, one reception for one yard for one touchdown. So I don't know what the heck's going on with him. I'm not complaining because he's giving me some points, but he is definitely not a 7, 10, 14 point player. He's in the 20s. He's the Jordan Howard of wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, but he actually <laughs> lost like so 90% true. of the snaps. <laughs> Jordan Howard, like <laughs> – Good comparison though in the in the green zone though. Jeez, uh, yeah, he's been an interesting player to watch. And with the Godwin out, I definitely see it's it's going to be nice to have Evans on your roster. Uh, moving on to Mike P. Um, injuries are really piling up for him. I mean, started John Brown, uh, zero receptions on two targets, zero points. Left the game with calf injury. Russell Gage, two receptions on three targets. 27 yards left of the concussion. <laughs> I mean, Mike cannot freaking catch a break. I mean, these injuries just keep coming and coming for Mike. I'm so sorry, dude. Um, why, uh, running backs look good, though. Um, uh, Devin Singletary looked great. I mean, looks like uh, Moss might be out for a little while. I mean, Singletary went for 71 on the ground, uh, five receptions in the air, 50 yards. I mean, the Rams do have a hard time. Uh, stopping the run and dealing with the, with running backs and catch passes. Uh, so he was really effective. And then it's definitely a nice running back three behind Connor and Chubb. Um, Vince, what do you think? Pretty good running back stable? Yeah, Singletary uh, had a pretty decent week this past week. Um, I knew that they were going to get pretty close to the goal line. Uh, I thought Josh Allen would kind of take away more of his upside, but he still got a decent play uh, out of him. Uh, Connor, you know, continues to roll. Um, so, I mean, he was, as draft season got, or the start of the season got closer and closer in draft season, Connor was rising up the boards because people re were realizing, like, if this guy doesn't get hurt, like, he's a work for, uh, he's a workhorse. So, Steelers always do that. So, I mean, that's why he was rising up. You know, we, we knew what he would get, you know, um, but yeah, it's just kind of coming, coming together. So we'll see how long uh, it holds together. But yeah. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Mike obviously picked uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, had 83 yards on the ground, but he fumbled, and then only had 97 in the air and a touchdown. And uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, was awesome last year. But was drafted ahead, you know, ahead of most quarterbacks. I mean, I, th I, don't, I think he went second in our draft right after Patrick Mahomes. Um, but really, I mean, right now, I think I'd rather have Kyler Murray than Lamar Jackson. Uh, Vince, would you rather have Josh Allen than Lamar Jackson? 
probably yeah, just... Yeah, unfortunately, he's not giving the value of where he was drafted. I mean, Vince, when did he take uh, Josh Allen? Like, eighth, ninth, tenth round? It was the ninth or the tenth, yeah. So, and he's, you know, blowing Lamar Jackson out of the water. Like you said, Kyler Murray, I think I took him in the sixth or seventh round, blowing Lamar Jackson out of the water. That being said, guys, week three, he played Super Bowl champions. He's going to come back this week, and he's going to put up Lamar Jackson numbers. All right, so, uh, Mike, you have Drew Brees. Would you rather have Drew Brees or Lamar Jackson the rest of the season? Um, oof, that's tough. Um, I would have to say purely because Lamar Jackson and his running, I'd probably have to lean more towards Lamar Jackson. But that being said, I mean, Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, I mean, if you watch football, that's a match made in heaven right there. We'll see if uh, Michael Thomas can get back on the field. It looks like he practiced today. Uh, he gets back on the field and Drew Brees is at home, even without his fans, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So good luck rolling out Drew Brees. I definitely think that uh, the running quarterbacks are definitely the way to go. Uh, I would rather have any of them over Drew Brees, including Josh Allen. I think he's probably ahead of Deshaun Watson for everybody. Uh, Lamar Jackson, top three, rest of season. Yeah, I think he has to be. Blue skies are ahead for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tim uh, beat Bill. In the lowest scoring matchup, I believe Bill didn't even hit 100 points. Um, but once again, the big quarterbacks, Tim, hitting with Dak Prescott, 472 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the Seattle secondary just looks absolutely awful. Can't stop anybody. Um, but, you know, Dak still couldn't get it done against Ross. I mean, but, man, Dak looked pretty freaking awesome. And uh, – was a little disappointed. Didn't see as much CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup as I thought I would, but Mark Cooper definitely looks like the clear number one over in Dallas. Um, also went with uh, Zach Ertz. Um, we dogged Zach Ertz a little bit We uh, after Goddard had the big week, um, but huge factor with Goddard went down. I mean, seven receptions on 10 targets, uh, 70 yards. I mean, Zach Ertz without Dallas Goddard, he's going to be a huge, huge factor. So, I mean, I know we dogged him a lot about the draft capital that he spent on Zach Ertz, but if there's no Dallas Goddard, and uh, that could be for a good amount of time with that, I think it was a small ankle fracture. Is that what it was, Vince? Um, I don't recall. Yeah, I think it was like a micro fracture or something like that. Either way, I believe Goddard's on the IR. So I think Ertz is going to be huge. Uh, Vince, where are you at on uh, Zach Ertz rest of the season? Um, I think he's top five. Sorry, I was trying to look up uh, the pass catchers. So I don't believe Sean, Deshaun Jackson's going to be back. So we're looking at Greg Ward, John Hightower, and Deontay Burnett being the starting wide receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so I kind of love me some Zach Ertz because he's going to get a lot of those targets. Uh, the Eagles defense is not very good. So definitely going to be a lot of opportunity. He might get double digit targets every week. Yeah, he definitely could. Um, you know, Zach Ertz and 
Carson Wentz have really good connections, so I think we could see a lot more of that. Um, Mikey, what's your opinion on Zach Ertz? Uh, what's my opinion on Zach Ertz, or what's my opinion on Zach Ertz with the Philadelphia Eagles? Because Zach Ertz is amazing, but the Eagles look terrible. And I think the only chance that Zach Ertz is even a valuable tight end the rest of this season, unfortunately for the Eagles, is if Goddard stays out. Because if Goddard comes back, they go back to splitting everything 50-50 again because that's the kind of offense that they play, especially with the no-name wide receivers that they're using this year with all the injuries already. But is Zach Ertz top three tight end? Yes. Is he going to be a top three fantasy tight end this year? My opinion, not even close. So they placed they placed Dallas Goddard on IR, so he has to be uh, out for at least three weeks. Um, there is some hope, uh, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. Um, but I think if it wasn't for the contract with Wentz, I think they would consider not playing him, but I'm pretty sure they're paying him uh, a lot of money. I'm trying to look it up now. Uh, Four-year, $128 million is the current contract. Um, so 2021 base salary, $15.4 million. Uh, dead cap is going to be $59 million. So they have a lot of money tied to Wentz. Um, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. They have a potential out after that year, but it's just, it's, it's tough when you see Wentz playing as bad as he is and how much money they're paying. Agreed. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I don't think that's your, the amount of dead money you were talking about. I didn't think that, you know, the amount of dead money the Rams would have to take on would be something that they would take on with Gurley. I think it was over 30, 30 million. Uh, in dead money, but I mean, sometimes I guess you just have to compete. Uh, Miles Gaskin, freaking great pickup for uh, Tim. I mean, in place of CMC, uh, we, we were talking about how he would fill that gap losing Christian McCaffrey. Uh, nice pickup. I mean, 66 yards on the ground. I mean, you know, five targets, on five receptions on those five targets for 29 yards. And definitely looked like someone that you could, you know, flex – and starting to pinch, I uh, feel pretty good about Miles Gaskin. Uh, so nice pickup there, Tim. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Good pickup? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was looking to actually pick him up, and I was honestly surprised that he already had him um, after week two. So week two was against Buffalo. Um, saw seven targets as a running back, you know, you could kind of see, and they even said, I believe they even said, like, Gaskins was the guy. And I guess it just wasn't reported or nobody cared to listen. And then they, they showed it with the play. Uh, so, I mean, it was definitely a guy that I was looking at for sure. Um, 22 rushing attempts in week three versus Jacksonville, 66 yards on the ground, five catches for 29 yards. I mean, it's, it's looking up to be a good play for sure. Yeah. And then move on to Bill. Uh, man, Joe Mixon just looks absolutely awful. I mean, he looks unusable in fantasy. I mean, 49 yards on the ground, but, I mean, 18 carries, uh, you know, two receptions on three targets, 16 yards. I do not want any part of Joe Mixon. If someone tries to offer you Joe Mixon, Mike, are you biting? <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you interested in Joe Mixon? You know, I've had Joe Mixon on my fantasy team for a couple years in a row, and he does this every year. He, you know, makes him look like he's a terrible running back, you know, probably up to week four, maybe even five. Um, but then out of nowhere, he just, like, snaps back into it. Like, he knows what he's doing, and he puts up Joe Mixon numbers. All in all, hell no, I'm not taking Joe Mixon. He's too (laughs) – doesn't put up up enough points throughout this season of total points. But he he is a potential, you know, 30-point player. Yep. Can't wait for him to – second half of the season, you know, be awesome. I think it could happen. He did it last year. Uh, Tim, I mean, Bill got back. Kenny Galladay. Welcome back, Kenny Galladay. Six receptions on seven targets, 57 and a touchdown. Uh, definitely nice to see him back. He looked awesome. His touchdown looked like the kind of stuff we saw when we were anointing him as the next baby Megatron. Uh, man, I love Kenny Galladay. And then Sony Michelle, great surprise, uh, 117 yards on the ground uh, two and two receptions. I mean, I feel like I never see Sony Michelle catch the ball. So... Bill, crafty again, uh, even with on the bench, you know, saying Michelle, nice pickup. Uh, speaking of pickups, let's talk about the waiver wire and recap waiver wire. Sean obviously had the first claim uh, put in for Jeff Wilson and then dropped Marquez Valdez Scantling and then also picked up Carlos Hyde and dropped Dion Lewis. All right, so... Sean put in two claims for running backs. Uh, I think we know where he is thinking about. Uh, definitely think Jeff Wilson has a big opportunity. Vince, what do you think, Jeff Wilson? Uh, it depends if McKinnon plays. Uh, I don't think he practiced today, which is only Wednesday, so we don't know for sure if that means anything. Um, they've used him previously as a goal line back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an intriguing play. Uh, definitely somebody, you know, you want to stash just in case if, you know, McKinnon doesn't play. Um, he would kind of be thrusted into a role. But, yeah. Yeah, just we were talking about Sean's running backs uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. And uh, one of these guys probably has a chance to play between Carlos Hyde and Jeff, Jeff Wilson. So I get it. Um, Mikey picked up uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, fresh off his three-touchdown game, dropped uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't want any part of a New England running back. Mikey, you a big fan of the New England backfield? No, it happens every year. They have three to four running backs that each week one of them has a 20-point game, and you go to rush the waiver wire, pick them up, and then the next week it's – a different person and I mean perfect example like you said last week Burkhead had a phenomenal game um, and then this week it was Sony Michelle so it's just like next week it's going to be someone else and the next week it's going to be someone else so too much inconsistency in the backfield for New England to be honest too much inconsistency on New England in general I myself drafted Julian Edelman and I think it was a pretty inconsistent pick as of right now because he got I don't I think it was like 310 and 22 so it's just like too much inconsistency 
Yeah, Julian Edelman's been interesting watching how they're using him this year versus last year. And it looks like he's been more of a downfield threat. And they're using Nikhil Harry for the underneath stuff. So they've been fun to watch, New England. Um, Mike P picked up Alan Lazard, uh, dropping J.D. McKissick. And uh, I get it, Alan Lazard. I would, I would pick him up over MVS, so I kind of get it. Uh, Vince, I know you're an Alan Lazard guy, right? Yeah, I actually dropped him in this league. Uh, I ended up drafting him, uh, but dropped him because I think I had to play somebody. Um, Devontae Adams might be back this week, so I think that kind of limits Lazard's ceiling there. Yep, makes sense. Uh, And then uh, Tim picked up the Seahawks defense and dropped Nikhil Harry. Um, Seahawks had Miami this week, Um, so... Bombs away. Uh, moving on. Ryan uh, picked up Jimmy Graham, uh, fresh off that huge, huge game last week, dropping awesome. Um, and I get it. I mean, he was probably, you know, one of the best tight ends available. Um, so I kind of agree with you there, Ryan. I, I don't want also Hooper on my team. We talked about the Cleveland pass catchers. No, thank you. And then uh, Max picked up T. Higgins, dropping Gardner Minshew. Minshew back to the waiver wire. All right. So let's move on to our segment, which is the pick'em. Uh Vince, why don't you go ahead and recap the results from last week and tell us about the leaderboards. Uh so last week uh I didn't add it up. I'm looking at it now. I did color coordinate it though. Uh I got four correct. Uh Mark also got four correct. Uh, Tim, I can't even get myself right. <laughs> uh, Tim got three correct because he didn't pick me to win, which I already gave him shit for. Um, so that was his only miss was not picking me. Um, so now we are still even. Uh, so at four, so I'm at 14 total correct. Uh, you are at nine. So that's kind of where we sit. I almost want to pick not me so that way I can win. But I know it doesn't. That's, that's the 200 IQ play. You win <laughs> either way. In some way. That's the big brain. All right. That's the five head move, right? All right. So let's look at the matchups for week four, shall we? All right. So first matchup will be myself against Ryan. I'm going to go with myself. I got to win. It's a must win for me, guys. I'm going to make it happen. I won't let you down. Uh, Vince, who are you going to go with? <laughs> uh, looking at it now, I haven't looked at it before this. Looking through the teams. Man, it's close. Uh, but I'll go with you, though. Is it because I said I won't let you down? I mean, just just because you said that. Oh, okay, got you, got you. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but for real. I mean, he's got Aaron Rodgers, which we've seen. Uh, it Devontae Adams is back. They're playing Atlanta, which has been terrible on defense, as we've seen. So with what Aaron Rodgers is doing and what Atlanta is. Uh, Amari Cooper versus Cleveland. Dak is kind of playing out of his mind. Uh, Cole Beasley could be a good play if John Brown doesn't play. So, I mean, I could I could see him getting it, but I'm going to pick you, Mark. Thanks, man. Mike, what are you going to pick? 
I'm sorry, Mark. Gonna have to go with uh, your opponent here. Um, if Damn. Devontae Adams plays, man, he has Aaron Rodgers and Adams. They're gonna put up 60 to 75 points together. Then you got Amari Cooper playing freaking Cleveland. I mean, and then you got Austin Eckler, who's been putting up 20 plus points. Um, and I'm kind of high on the Jimmy Graham train right now as a Bears fan. I think he's going to do really well with Foles. I think they're going to have a nice connection. So I, I think it's going to be a tough one for you this week. I think, unfortunately, you might have to take the L. Damn it. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one. Uh, we got Vince against Sean. All right. I'm looking at the matchup here. And... I already put myself in, so. All right, so Vince is going to go with himself. And looking at it, um, as is, um, I think that since it's so unexpected, and I'm going to go contrary, and otherwise I'm never going to catch up, <laughs> um, I think Sean is going to no longer be the defeated, and he'll get his first win this week with an upset victory over you, Vince. Mike, are you going to pick? Mark, come on, my friend. There is not a single chance that Vince loses this week. I mean, he's got he's Big not. Ben, who may not even play. So then he's going to have to play Matt Stafford, who's playing against New Orleans. I mean, then he's got Melvin Gordon. I mean, sure, playing the Jets should do great. But Melvin Gordon as your number one running back compared to Alvin Kamara, like, that's pretty hurting right there. Quick, so. Quick, quick thing. Mark, who is the quarterback of the Denver Broncos? Um, it's uh, Brett Rippin. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. you knew that. It's the, yeah, uh, it's, the, it's Mark <laughs> Rippin's nephew. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that Vince is going to win this one by 25 to 40 points. All right, but you were making fun of Denver, right? But you're forgetting that they are playing the New York Football Jets. Well, you know sure. what? Did, I, I mean, did you see my defense? I, I, I put somebody on the Jets beating up on the Denver Broncos. I pick up the Jets' defense. Yeah. yeah. So I, you, you can see what I think, think about, about it. it. Think about it for a second. The Denver Broncos, except for um, – no – Yes, except for tight end, they do not have a single starting uh, position right now. Melvin Gordon was not their first running back. Cortland Sutton's out. Um, Noah Fant is the only starting person on offense on that team right now. What about um, uh, Jerry Judy? And what about um, – isn't uh, – What's Terry called? Judy was probably the first. I just saw Philip Lindsay practice today. Hey, even if, even if he did practice, they got their third string quarterback throwing the ball. All right, well, whatever. I'm going five head. I'm going with uh, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, uh, Mike, you are playing against Mikey. Let's see. Battle of the Mikes. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not hating on the guy's team, but 
at the same time, he's got Odell and Landry on the same team. And then you got um, Leonard Fournette as your number one or your number two running back. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick myself, but I, I do get a little nervous with uh, Mr. Jones in there playing against Hot Lana, put, putting up his crazy 45-point games. All right, so obviously, Mike, you're going to pick yourself. Um, I'm looking at it, and I'm going to pick you also. Um, I think that uh, your team's had – we talked about Arizona. It's a great matchup against Carolina, so for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, to, yeah, I think that, you know, you got some big playmakers, and I just think that, you know, Mikey might be outmatched here. So I'm going to go with you. Uh, Vince, what about you? I've picked Mike all three weeks, and he hasn't done me wrong, so I'm going to continue to pick Mike. Uh, I had to look up Hopkins' questionable tag. Uh, he did pop up on the injury, did not practice today, but they don't seem concerned, so if they're not concerned, I'm not concerned. So Mike L, to be um, clear, because there's two Mikes. Okay. And then uh looks like what, Tim versus Mike P. So on this one, I'll go first, and I am going to pick Mike P. I think he's got some good matchups. Uh, I think his running backs are awesome, and I think Lamar Jackson's going to go absolutely insane. Vince, who you got? Yeah, I'll go with XFL round three. All right. Uh, Mike Gelf? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely depends on a couple of things. Um, I'm really hoping uh, the Super Asians doesn't keep his lineup that he currently has in there um, because his bench is looking really nice. And I I am not never, never, never a fan of starting two tight ends. Just not my cup of tea. But I'm still going to go with uh, the Super Asians. I think he if he edits his – line up to what it should be, he'll definitely take the W here. All right. Uh, next, we got Bill against Max. Um, I am going to go with Max. Um, there's a couple matchups I really like. Uh, ooh, Derrick Henry in the COVID situation. I uh, didn't really think about that. Um, if Derrick Henry plays, I want Max, but well, I'll just have to say I'll just take Max regardless of the government situation. Uh, Vince, who do you want? It's definitely a close matchup. Um, I think I'm going to go with Bill. All right, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to take Bill. The COVID situation definitely makes me nervous, and Derrick Henry as his number one running back. And I just got a good feeling about Joe Mixon this week, man. He's uh, playing Jacksonville, and I, I think he's going to put up some numbers. Joe Mixon truther right here. All right, in the final game, we got George against Jake and Kate. I mean, it looks like George hasn't made some lineup moves yet, as Godwin has projected for zero points. I'm going to go with Jake and Kate. Fortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you there, man. I mean, the Grig Glitz, if he wasn't 
ninety percent injured, he would actually be a good team. But um, you know, Deshaun Jackson questionable, Chris Godwin doubtful, um, Saquon Barkley injured reserve, you know, Jared Cook questionable. I just think he's gonna get crushed this week. Yep, I think so. That's a sweep, right? I did hear Vince say also, Jake and Kate. Yep, yeah, I think that's the only sweep that we have. That might be it for the show today, guys. Uh, Vince, any parting words? Or no, baby. Oh, gosh. Mike, thanks for joining the show, man. Anything uh, you want to say before we get out of here? No, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, all I'm going to say is 4 0, baby. <laughs> oh my God, I hate the sound of that. Uh, two and one. Hopefully, Rams are three and one. Peace out.